Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. Today we're going to talk just a little bit about rebate and tie-in programs. If you've got any questions about that or anything that's going on on your farm, you can give us a call here, 844-44-AG-PHD. That's 844-442-4743. You can also email us, radio at agphd.com, or send us a note on Twitter, agphdmedia, or Brian Hefty. Oh, and instead of Twitter, I should really call it X now. It's going to take me a while to get used to that. Anyway, (laughs) rebate and tie-in programs. So, we farm too. We farm about 3,500 crop acres in southeast South Dakota. And I'll just put it this way. I like simple. I have a lot going on in my life. You probably have a lot going on in yours. Simple, in my book, is almost always better. Because it's hard to keep track of everything. It's hard to get everything done in a day. And my life is already complex enough. So when companies come with rebate programs or tie-in or bundling or however they want to phrase it, any of these programs, I usually say, can I just get a straight out low price? And we call it good at that because that'd be a lot simpler. But here's the thing. There are lots of rebate programs out there. And I just want to explain a couple of the reasons why there are programs like this. So first of all, I was just talking to a large manufacturer of crop protection products today, as a matter of fact, and I heard something that I hear almost every time when they say, yeah, we're a big stock company and our shareholders, they don't, they don't really like to see when we drop our prices straight out. They want a high gross revenue. Now, he, he just made this comment. He goes, they don't often look at you know the net sometimes as much as they do what we sold, which sounds crazy, but that's just the way it is sometimes in corporate America. So he said, yeah, we can get the price down, but it's going to be some other rebate program or, I mean, they'll they'll figure out some other way to do it, but they're not going to lower their standard set original price that is going to get invoiced out to retailers. And then it might be, in many cases, the same thing going to farmers. So there might be a rebate to you or to me as a farmer, and we have to take advantage of it that way if we want to stay with that particular product. Um, Otherwise, obviously, there are other options out there. Here's the other thing. A lot of the programs that are out, like I think about Bear and their Bear Plus program, for example. This This is the best example I can come up with, where the more of their products you buy, the more rebate you get back per acre. So for example, and I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, so don't quote me on this, but I believe the program is if you buy two of their products, you get $3 per acre back on each one of those. Uh, might be two. I, I don't remember what they're running this year. But anyway, uh, by the time you get to product four, I just remember it was $4. Product five, you get $5 an acre back on that thing. And product six, you get $6 an acre back on that. So I was talking to a farmer this summer who said, well, I've already bought five bear products. You're telling me that if I buy a bear fungicide now, I'm going to get $6 back on that? Yep. Well, yeah, then their good fungicide is cheaper than this other company's cheap fungicide, right? And I go, well, yeah, if you're going to get six bucks back on it, it is. And that's the, and okay, so 
please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not telling everybody, oh, everybody needs to go out and buy bear stuff. I'm simply using this as an example of one of the programs that are out there. And the reason why they have the rebate programs rather than a straight out lower price is because in a situation like that, for a guy who's already bought a whole bunch of that company's products, he's going to get the sixth one a lot cheaper. So with the company, I always kind of look at it too, and I say, all right, what was really their incremental cost of selling that extra gallon or selling that sixth product? In a lot of cases, it's very, very low. Because let's face it, they already spent the money to label the product. They already hired all the people. They already have the manufacturing plan. So really, it's just we're looking at Okay, what does it truly cost to make, not to label or, you know, all these other things they have to go through, but to make a few extra gallons of a product? It's probably not very much. Most of their cost, as I understand it, would be in all these regulatory things and hiring the people and just, I mean, they have so much cost in research and development and everything else. We don't have that if you just have the incremental cost of a few extra gallons. And so I know that's why a lot of the companies do it. And then let's look at another side. Rather than rebate programs, let's look at finance offers. And I realize for the last few years, you probably said, ah, I can borrow at the bank pretty cheap. I, it's no big deal. And Or maybe if you sell your grain and then you have some cash to go buy crop inputs, you didn't need a lot of financing. Well, now you look at interest rates and you go, whoa, I mean, I have to borrow at the bank for whatever, 9 or 10% or something. Man, that's just crazy compared to what I was just paying a couple years ago. So if you look at some of the companies out there and their cheap finance offers, they're going to have 2%, 4%, all depends on the company you're talking about. But I know Bayer's got an offer, BSF does, uh, Valent will probably have financing, FMC I'm expecting we'll see a finance offer from. Uh, I mean, many of these different companies will have cheap financing compared to if you went and borrowed at the bank. So why do they do that? Well, the reason why is because they're trying to get you to buy not just one of their products, but their goal is where you go, oh boy, that is that financing is a pretty good deal. And as much cheaper than I can get it at the bank, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to buy a couple of three of their products. And all of a sudden, that's a home run for them. Many of the companies that I've talked to over the years are like, boy, we've got people buying one or 1.5 products on average. If we could just get that number up to two even, just think of how well we do because we have all these other costs that are already fixed and set and everything else. So they're always trying to tie in more products to get you to buy more stuff. So that's the angle in a lot of cases and the reason why you see so many programs out there. And I know you want simple, just like I do, but... I also want the best net cost, and I want good products too. So we take advantage of a lot of these programs. We'll talk about some of those today. And I just really encourage you, make sure you're talking to your retailer up front so you know what you're getting. So anyway, we'll talk more about rebate programs right after this. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Water Hemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of Fierce Herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. 
Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Get more points with the end zone from Farm Shop MFG. In a 20,000 bushel bin full of corn, gaining three points of moisture adds the equivalent of 1,000 bushels to your bottom line. Call 712-520-6051. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now... You can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Growing up on the farm, I woke up as early as mom and dad. I put as many hours on the tractor, changed as many teeth on the tiller as my brothers. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, man or woman, when there's work to be done, you put your boots on and you do it. I do that on my farm and in my job at Case IH. My name is Kelsey, I'm a farmer, and I work for Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. Today we're just talking a little about rebate programs. If you've got any questions about rebate programs or any agronomic topic you want to discuss, just give us a call here, 844-44-AG-PHD. So every year for our Ag PhD winter workshops, we put together a little book when you attend. What? And let me step back for a second. So one of the most important things I always encourage people to do is take notes. I don't care what it is, what the conversation is, anything. Write it down and then you can reference back to it. So when I'm talking to farmers even, I, I, I'm trying to take some notes because if I can learn something and I, I'll just say... Um, there are only so many things you can remember when you've heard them once. And a lot of times you're like, what did that guy say again? Or what, what was that program again? Or what was, so we always encourage you to take notes. So anyway, when you show up at one of our workshops, we try to get a bunch of things out there to you in writing. So you have notes already made, and then you can make your own notes beside that, but you're not writing a hundred percent of the time. So anyway, I just pulled out our corn workshop book. So we had a one day, Ag PhD Agronomy Workshop is free. We do this every year. So you have some free events you can come to. And when you come there in person, like I say, you're going to get a book from us. And we're going to go through a lot of things with crop production and talk about the best agronomic decisions and the best economic decisions for your farm. And every farm's a little different, so we want to give you lots of options and just kind of talk through the good and the bad with a number of different choices that you could potentially make. So anyway, last year, our book was, I got it right here, 148 pages. And you go, oh my gosh, this is, this is sounding pretty intense. Um, well, kind of, yeah. But we would rather give you more information 
And there are many of the things in the book we don't spend like lots of time on. For example, rebate programs. So I just pulled out this book just so I could give you some examples of some of these rebate programs and just share with you how many things that there were even just this last year. And this is mostly just crop protection, rebate programs, finance offers, that kind of thing. I got 41 pages here of that. 41! So it's everything from uh, looking at some of the different programs that, uh, let's say, many retailers are going to offer, some of the manufacturers might offer directly, whatever it is, but AMVAC, BSF, Bayer, Corteva, FMC, Syngenta, Valent, they all had programs last year that you as a farmer could take advantage of somehow, some way. And so anyway, every year these programs are going to come out. The key thing is finding out what they are, and then making sure you actually get the money at the end. So anyway, we'll talk more about that, and I'll, I'll highlight just a few of the things from this last year. But right now, uh, I wanted to get Will Griffin on with us. He is with Valent. Uh, Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Brian. How are you doing? Excellent. All right, so Good. talking about rebate programs with Valent, um, in the past, you've had finance offers, and you've also been in with the Bear Plus program. So what's that kind of look like now for this coming year with Valent? Yeah, uh, for, for thanks for the question, Brian. Uh, this coming year, we still will be participating in Bayer Plus. Um, you know, we've been a part of that program for quite some time, and it's been a, been a really good uh, program for us. It's really helped raise awareness of our brands being, you know, one of the smaller manufacturers in the market space. And, uh, you know, the, like I said, the past few years, it's been really successful. Um, and we're excited to be a part of it again for 2024. How about finance offers? Have you come out with whatever you're going to do with a finance program? Well, we have a, you know, traditionally, um, like you mentioned, we, we have uh, been a part of JDF. We are currently finalizing everything, but uh, we feel like our offer going into 2024 uh, growing season is going to be extremely competitive. Um, obviously, grower uh, uh, financing and cash flow and all those things are big issues that are facing uh, producers and retailers. Uh, and so trying to come up with something that really fits uh, what we – our customers, you know, at the grower level, but also customers at the retailer level to make sure that we're providing a, a really good competitive offer uh, that puts them in a really good spot to, to continue to purchase valent inputs uh, on their acre. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting time of year here. Some of the companies like Bear, for example, they ended their year, their market year, August 31, with companies like Valent, BSF, and others, it's September 30th. So anyway, we're in September right now. Some companies have moved on to next year, and so they're already talking 2024 because it's their 2024 year. But then we got others that aren't quite there yet. So we don't know all the programs that are going to be out yet for this coming year. We don't know all the finance offers, but when we look historically at, for example, the Valent program, yeah, there has been financing available through John Deere Financial, and uh, that that's definitely been a good option for people. So, uh, Will, let's go back to the, the rebate programs and any tie-ins like through that Bear Plus, because I'm sure you're talking to farmers and retailers out there all the time. I assume that 
for a lot of people, they're taking advantage of those rebate offers, and it's probably one of the things they're looking at when they're buying product in the first place, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of competitive products out there. There's a lot of different programs depending on who you're purchasing with and what you're uh, – what you've done historically on your farm and what you know what what you know works on your farm at the end of the day you know we want customers to have the opportunity to utilize our chemistries to help make sure that they're able to be as productive on their acre as they can and we continue to to feel like the pre-emerge brands that we have in those programs definitely offer that premium opportunity uh, from a control and usability perspective. Yeah, and a lot of times it's a big percentage. I mean, it might be 20% of your purchase is coming back in a rebate, so it's definitely something you don't want to miss out on. Uh, Will, just to change gears quick, since I have you on the phone, uh, a lot of times when we're talking to somebody from Valent in the fall, they'll bring up fall valor and also fierce. Do you want to talk about that for just a minute and how a farmer might use that? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Appreciate that. Um, you know, over the last few years, we've really seen an increase in in usage of fall valor, and even uh, fall fierce, as you as you were talking about. And you know, it, it goes back to you know building a a strong foundation as we come out of spring. You know, this year was a great example where we had a really wet spring. Guys were really delayed and in, in kind of getting into the field and, and so anything you can do on the front end in the fall to get something down to protect or to to hold back that weed pressure gives you the opportunity to get into a field get planted um, and, and have things you know in a controlled manner um, versus not having anything down having a wet spring having to fight weeds early season which is you know you know those are things from tillage you know tillage increases decreases that, that have to happen based on weed pressure but also you know if you put down fall fertilizer the consumption of that extremely uh, valuable commodity that's put out in the fall um, is getting consumed by weeds instead of the crops that we're trying to plant so as we've gone forward you know over the past few years we've really seen an increase um, in that application and then you know the fierce has picked up in some areas where there's some resistant weeds um, out there and, and it's been a really good fit for us and we see that growing uh, this year as well. The thing I like about the fall application is we have a much better chance to get some of these winter annual weeds controlled and you're, by the time spring rolls around, those winter annuals can be huge and really hard to stop. So quite often in the fall, we're talking about four ounces of valor, just as an example, as opposed to two or three ounces in the spring. So you can use a bigger rate, you can get better effectiveness then, and you have a cleaner field going into the spring. Hey, Will, we got to run, but uh, thanks a lot for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Yeah, Brian, good to talk to you. Y'all have a great rest of the week. You bet. You too. Thanks. We'll talk a little bit more about rebate programs right after this. Because the challenges you face are getting bigger every year, BASF is committed to helping with more than boots on the ground. We're committed to boots in the mud, boots on the steps of your truck, your tractor, your combine, the linoleum tiles of your coffee shop, the concrete of your co-op, the gravel in your shed. 
so we can listen, learn firsthand, help right now to ensure success. BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth. From mowing to loading or even moving snow, a John Deere compact utility tractor is ready for any task. During the CNB Summer Blowout event going on now, get yours for zero money down and 0% interest for 84 months. This offer won't last forever, so check out your nearest CNB or learn more at DeerEquipment.com. From machine storage buildings and farm shops to dependable buildings to house your livestock, regardless of building size or use, Morton has a building for every budget. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit MortonBuildings.com. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y.com. So how's harvest? Higher yield potential starts with the season-long systemic disease protection of Zyway brand fungicides from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides protect corn crops from key foliar diseases and support physiological benefits that help develop healthier, higher yielding corn for a difference you'll appreciate at harvest. Visit your FMC retailer for an at-plant advantage. Always read and follow all label directions. This season, get medieval on Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia fungicide from Valent USA. Here to shield your sugar beets from the treachery of Rhizoctonia, Excalia delivers excellent staying power, keeping your sugar beets from being conquered. Stay one step ahead of Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia. Ask your retailer or visit valent.com slash Excalia to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Thanks for listening to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. I'm joined now by my brother Darren as well. Before we go any further, I just want to tell you a quick story. This is off our own farm. And it was, okay, we can haul some beans in now for a certain price. If we wait till spring, we're going to get 50 cents more. And so right away, one of our guys is like, oh, wow, that's a, yeah, we better haul in this spring. I go, whoa, 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 wait a second. Do you know what interest rates are now? I said, that's not even covering the cost of money. I'm not doing that. Plus, I can take my cash now and I can get 12% APR in a lot of cases, or maybe it's 10% or 11 or whatever for some of these prepay programs that are out there for crop inputs. I said, why would I want to do that? I'm not, I, I'll take the cash now, please. And it's one of these things where we had cheap interest for so long, we kind of forget about what some of the true costs then are. For example, when we're talking about rebate programs today, there are going to be some programs out there for early take and especially for early pay. 
And that's great. I love those. We take advantage of those on our farm too. I'm simply saying, if somebody's going to give you some early pay discount at 7% APR and your cost to borrow money is 9% APR, well, that doesn't work too well. So don't just uh, fall into the trap of, well, I've always prepaid and I've always done that. Well, let's at least ask some question, questions first and see, all right, it, it does the is my reward worth the cost? So I take a look at that. I also wanted to talk a little about respray and replant programs because those kind of fall into the same category, rebates, tie-ins, everything else. Resprays and replants. So respray, for example, it could be one of two things. And sometimes people get really confused by this. It, it could be a weed control guarantee. So in other words, if there's another flush, you get some product or at least a discount off your next product to go kill those weeds. But most companies, um, you might think it's that, but it's really just a respray only if the first application doesn't work. So in other words, if there's another flush of weeds, you don't get any help. And the key thing is to ask the question before you buy the product and make sure you know what you're getting. Otherwise, there's going to be a difficult conversation with your agronomist or retailer or whatever when you think, well, I should get that product for free. And they go, well, no, we said that it was a respray only if the stuff didn't work. So make sure you know what's going on there. And then replants. This is another really big thing. Not you. It used to not be as big a deal. But now that, I mean, you literally might be spending... $150 or maybe even $200 an acre on your corn seed or $50 or $70 an acre on your soybean seed. Um, this is a big deal. If you just get a discount for replants or do you get free replants? And what are the qualifiers for that? So make sure you know all these things as you go in up front. All right, so Darren, we've been talking about rebates and then uh, finance programs, resprays, replants just a little bit. Anything you want to add to the conversation? Well, I like the idea of just starting from scratch every year. Gather up your pricing, make your comparisons, do those things up front to figure out, do I stay the course or do I change? And then also, as you're getting into fields this fall, really evaluate things and say, man, was my weed control up to snuff here? Maybe I need better products or higher rates or different timings. Now's the time to figure that out when it's fresh and then write those things down because I, I so often talk to, to farmers that say, man, I forgot about that. I, I was thinking about it last fall at harvest and then I forgot about it when it came time to execute the plan in the spring. All right. One other thing that I hadn't brought up yet is equipment programs. So again, I kind of put that all into this range. So if you're doing something, you make a purchase, you get something free with that. It could be equipment. So for example, we've been putting some Zyway on, on our farm. Well, with FMC, they've had an equipment program. So I could get the Thrive 3D system that turns the liquid into a foam. So I get way better coverage and it's also way safer for the plant. So that's awesome. Maybe I'm doing some liquid insecticide and I can get uh, I mean like capture LFR in the past they've had some programs for that uh, maybe it's smart boxes and AMVAX got, had some programs in the past for smart boxes 
And there, there are different delivery systems out there depending on whatever it is you are going to apply on your farm. So just check into those equipment programs because in some cases that could save you several thousand dollars and that's obviously really nice. All right, on top of that, I, I just say make sure that you know what the dates are what the beginning date is, what the ending date is on each of these programs, because quite often we see people later on and they'll talk to me and they're like, well, I thought you said there was this program that whoever had, Corteva or somebody else. Well, yeah, but that program ended at a certain date. So make sure you're you're checking on those things. And anyway, every year there will be new programs out Sometimes they're a lot different. Sometimes they're identical to what they were before. But we just always encourage you, look into the fine little details just like that. The dates, the qualifiers, how much you have to buy and win, and maybe it's early take, early pay, that kind of thing. So just ask lots of questions. Darren, anything else you wanted to address in terms of rebate, tie-in programs, finance, respray, replant, equipment, anything else? Well, a couple of things here too, Brian, because questions that I've been getting late season here. I've been around corn rootworms worse. I've just been using trade. I'm going to have to do something more than that. And oh, and I think we lost Aaron there. I have a feeling I know where he's going. He he just said rootworm, and in the past, let's say you've just done trade, but now you go, whoa, I got major problems here. So, and the trade apparently isn't cutting it. Now, obviously, you can switch to SmartStacks Pro, at least temporarily or in the short term. That should solve the problem until we get resistance with that, too. But for, for right now, SmartStacks Pro looks great. So use that. But keep in mind, in order for the bug to die, it's got to take a bite or most likely bites of your root. Okay, well, if you just have been walking in your cornfields this summer and you've been loaded with adult corn rootworm beetles by the time you walk out, what does that tell you the pressure is probably going to be for next year and what probably was it this year? It was overwhelming. So think about it this way. If you have 20 rootworms that all have to bite into your roots maybe quite a few times before they get enough of the SmartStacks Pro BT and the RNAi inside them to kill them. Well, how much damage did they do to the root? And they still died, which is great. And we did protect the plant to some degree, but there was still feeding. So either way you go, however you want to look at this, I, I just encourage you, when we're talking about moderate to heavy rootworm pressure, consider insecticide. And so anyway, with that, I, I brought up equipment programs earlier. I just say talk to your agronomist, have that person talk to you or find out for you what equipment programs are out there and get going on that now. And I know it's early and you're probably busy with harvest and all that kind of thing or you will be shortly, but you want to get started on it sooner rather than later because sometimes there are delays in getting stuff. You want to make sure you have the equipment, get it set up on your planter, get the planter calibrated, get all these things ready to go and and just plan way early. So as we have all kind of learned here in the last few years, there are lots of supply issues and just delays, delay, delay, delay. So I always like having an extra couple months cushion. So I might talk to my equipment company and say, you know what? I want to have this planter all ready to go by January 15th. 
<laughs> they'll be like, well, you're not going to plant for a long time after that. Yep, I know, but I just want to be done really, really super early so we know that we're in good shape. And then if it is February or March, it's not the end of the world, but at least you've got a little time. If you're planning for, well, you just have to have it ready to go for me by April 20th, and you're planning to plant April 21st, any delay, now you got a problem. And now you have a yield loss because you planted late. So I, I, I'd start really taking a look at how are you going to solve your rootworm problem. Most likely, you're going to have to put some equipment on the planter because the challenge with corn rootworm is there's no rescue later on. If you don't do something at the planter, on the planter, in the planter, you're almost for sure going to be in trouble. So it's about your seed selection. It's about your insecticide choice at that time. So I would say be ready to go because rootworms, from what we've seen, have been worse than almost ever before. All right, we're going to get to the Ag PhD mailbag right after this. Stay tuned. When nematode pressure mounts, Seed Applied Trunemco provides assurance. Growers using Trunemco are seeing a difference. From early plant vigor to improved soybean and cotton yield, impressive results are everywhere, and we want to hear about yours. You could win $20,000 and be named a Trunemco Top Grower. Request your starter kit at newfarm.com forward slash top grower, but don't delay. Contest ends November 30th. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. See full rules. Newfarm.com forward slash top grower. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Now is your chance to refuel your farm equipment for free. Register today at fuel.clos.com for your chance to win $10,000 in free farm diesel fuel. From our high-capacity harvesting equipment to our high-horsepower tractors, Kloss is known for superior performance and exceptional fuel efficiency. So go to fuel.clos.com, then check out the advanced equipment at your local Kloss dealer. That's fuel.clas.com. Effortlessly manage your farm fertility with Verify. Verify takes yield data directly from your combine and instantly generates variable rate fertility maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether it's building soil, balancing nutrition, or maintaining fertility. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Join Verify today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. Looking for a herbicide as versatile and reliable as your favorite pocket knife? Anthem Flex Herbicide offers the versatility you need to keep your crops clean. Protect your wheat this season with unmatched flexibility and extended residual control of broadleaf weeds and tough grasses, including Italian ryegrass. 
minimize resistance, and help maximize yields with Anthem Flex Herbicide. Visit your FMC retailer or ag.fmc.com to learn more. Always read and follow all label directions. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. I was joined by my brother Darren, but he's got that classic uh, great cell phone service today, so I don't know if he'll be back on the show with us or not, but we're going to get to the Ag PhD mailbag in just a minute. Before we do, just to kind of wrap things up on the rebate and tie-in programs, I would say this. What we're seeing right now with a lot of generics is some of the lowest prices ever. Things are coming down. In many cases, I don't expect name brand products to lower their prices straight out, but I do expect some more rebate programs, tie-in programs, that kind of stuff. So they maintain their market share, and you get, in a lot of cases, a, a, a better deal somehow, some way. So personally, I like using a lot of name brand stuff. I'll use generic if I need to. But I just want to make sure that I'm getting something that is good quality for my farm at a competitive price. And yeah, I am very excited as we go into this next year when I'm looking at a little bit lower prices, especially on things like uh, glyphosate and glufosinate, which are two of the biggest sellers in the United States and around the world. So that's kind of exciting. It's going to change things a little bit, though, because... And Darren mentioned this just briefly, starting over to some degree with your overall crop protection program, because if let's say you've done a certain thing or used certain products in the past, well, now you may be able to find better products at lower prices than what you were paying before for the inferior product. So it's at least something to be thinking about and talking uh, about with your your advisors because I'm just looking at it even on our own farm and going, oh, this is it's going to be kind of fun because we struggled with a, a, a little bit of weed control this year and now I have more options. I've got cheaper options. Um, it, it's it, I, I'm hoping for a great year as we move into 2024. All right, let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag. First question comes from Aaron in South Dakota. He says, uh, hi, guys. I, you talk a lot about the salt content in livestock manure, but isn't commercial fertilizer salt as well? Yes, Aaron, it is. By very definition, when you put, uh, you've got, well, anyway, you, you've made a compound for fertilizer, and it is going to be salt. Fertilizer, by definition, is salt. So yes, there is salt there. Anyway, he says here, on a per pound of nutrient basis, how do fertilizer and an application of liquid dairy manure compare? Well, in a lot of cases, we see much higher salt levels with the manure. They're just There's a lot of salt in the manure. Now, granted, yes, there is salt in commercial fertilizer too, of course, but I just want you to think about how much stuff you're putting out there when it's manure. It's in many cases thousands of gallons per acre. And even if I have a thousand gallons, how much does that weigh? Well, roughly, I mean, just for simple math, I'll just say eight, uh, but water uh, is 8.33. But somewhere in that general ballpark, you're eight, nine pounds. I mean, so if you even put a thousand gallons out there, you've got eight or nine thousand pounds. Well, there's some people that put 10,000 gallons out. Well, 
My goodness, 80, 90,000 pounds you just put out there. How much commercial fertilizer are you going to put out? 100 pounds of potash? Maybe 200? Okay, so you see where I'm going with this. Our, our, you're not going to get as much salt with a commercial fertilizer in most cases. Could you? Of course you could. And then the other thing is where you place that. So we get very concerned about placing salt in furrow. If it's near the seed, uh, now we're, we're, we're just getting awfully nervous because it, salt can pull moisture away from that seed and salt can cause major problems for us in pretty short order, especially when the ground's a little lighter and or when we have less rainfall. So those are kind of the things that we're typically looking at. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I don't have anything exact for you because all manure is going to vary and obviously every commercial fertilizer is going to vary too. A lot of people will talk about the salt index. Well, that's not exactly salt, but let me just give you this definition that I, I found of what salt index is. It's a numeric ratio of the increase in osmotic pressure produced by a selected fertilizer compared to that produced by the same weight of sodium nitrate. And sodium nitrate is assigned a value of 100, so they base everything off that, and basically, is it better or worse than sodium nitrate? And so, for example, if I look at potash, potassium chloride, that's a 116, so that is a little bit worse than sodium nitrate. If I look at potassium sulfate, for example, that's 42, so the salt index isn't nearly as high. And that's one of the reasons some guys will say, well, I'm going to go potassium sulfate instead of potassium chloride so I don't have as much salt. Well, you didn't have that much salt in the first place. So think, just think about it this way, because some salt is not, it's not like it's that bad, especially if you're broadcasting, you keep it out of the furrow, that kind of thing. So it's just like for you or me. We're, we consume some salt as human beings every day, and a little bit is fine. But you start overdoing it, and now your doctor's going to go, oh, you got to cut back on salt, right? It's the same kind of thing for crops. I, I, a little bit's fine. And the potassium chloride we put out there in a lot of cases is fine. Um, also keep in mind, salts are leachable. And so whether we're talking manure, commercial fertilizer, whatever it is, we can flush salts out of the ground eventually if we have a salt buildup. So if we have a salt buildup, then I'm looking usually at one of two things. Either we overapplied whatever it was, commercial fertilizer, manure, or something, or we have a drainage problem. Fix the drainage problem, and your salts are usually going to stay down. Good question, though. All right. Uh, I had another question in here about... Uh, salt, and it was this. This is from RB up in Manitoba who said, we plant soybeans at 160,000 plants per acre on 10 inch on a 10-inch spacing using an air seeder. We place fertilizer in furrow and or in a mid-row band five inches away from the seed. Can we put 15 pounds of MAP, or 11520 in furrow with the seed, or is this too dangerous for soybeans? Should we just put it all in the mid-row band? RB, I would put it all in the mid-row band. Soybeans are one of the more sensitive crops to salt. Wheat, on the other hand, which I'm assuming you're using this air seeder for wheat also, wheat is not nearly as sensitive. Now, granted, all seeds, all plants, all crops can suffer from having too much salt and we can have a problem. But we just usually don't have a lot of problems with wheat. Uh, soybeans, we do have quite a few problems. Corn's kind of in between. So anyway, 
with the soybeans, we're going to tell you, especially 1152 oat, just keep that out of the, the furrow. Is it super high? No. So, for example, we were just talking about the salt index. Let's just compare potash and map. Okay, potash, the salt index is 116. So it's pretty high. In fact, very high, I would say. MAP, on the other hand, is only 27 for a salt index. So it's not like it's that bad. And so that's probably where you go, well, wait a second here. A lot of people do 30-inch row beans. I'm only doing 10-inch 10 10 inch rows. So in effect, I'm putting that same fertilizer out over three times the amount of ground. So it's just like five pounds per acre of MAP in a 30-inch row. Yes, I, I agree with all that, but just soybeans are just so sensitive. I just don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it. And I, I guess I'll put it this way. We're probably going to be more conservative as agronomists and as farmers than a lot of people you're going to run into because we just don't want disasters. Now, when I say that, you probably go, wait a second here. You guys are always trying these crazy things. Yeah, we do try crazy things, but we try them on a small scale. So if we have a disaster, which undoubtedly we will sooner or later, then we don't. We didn't do that on all our acres. Now, here's the other thing, because you might say, okay, well, then I'll, I'll try that. I'll try 20 acres this year, and I'll put some map in furrow. And you're probably going to do it. You're going to look at the field, and you're going to go, oh, it looks fine. And so then you do it on all your ground next year. And then next year happens to be a dry spring and you get caught. Or when you were looking at it this year, it looked fine, but it was a bushel or two less. And you didn't really notice that. On all your ground, you might start to notice things like that. You see where I'm going with this. So I'm just saying, be careful with salt. Be careful with fertilizer, especially when you're placing it in furrow. All right, we got a lot more questions to get to here in the Ag PhD mailbag. And if you've got a question for us, just send us an email, radio at agphd.com. We'll be right back. What does it really mean to provide the best crop nutrition? With AgroLiquid, you're getting a one-of-a-kind approach, one that caters to your specific agronomic needs. You're getting a crop nutrition plan that maximizes your fertilizer applications from every drop, all while accounting for your management practices and the products you're already using. But it's not just a product. It's peace of mind, knowing we've thought of everything. That's the AgroLiquid way. Apply less, expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. In 1923, Bert R. Benjamin had a vision, an all-purpose tractor that could do more. With that, the Farmall was born. This year, Case IH is celebrating 100 years of Farmall, 100 years of milestones, 100 years of innovation, passion, grit. And they're doing it through your stories. Share them at Farmall100.com. One lucky storyteller will win their own Farmall, the tractor that is the one for all. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. 
And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y dot Insects have reigned since the dawn of time. Adapted to their surroundings. Experience the harshest climates and toughest challenges until now. With two modes of action, Ridgeback Insecticide delivers one devastating outcome for soybean aphids. Extinction from your fields. They may have lived through it all, but they won't survive this. End soybean aphids reign at ridgeback.corteva.us. The hard-working independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. This is Ag PhD Radio. We're right in the middle of the Ag PhD mailbag. Next question here comes from Luke. He says, Hi guys, I just found your GDU calendar. Is there any way to set it for Canada? Uh, Luke, I don't know about that. Um, I'd have to check with our people. I don't think so, but there are plenty of other systems out there that can get you GDUs. Uh, kind of along those same lines, just talking about weather anyway. Uh, Jarrett says, is there any software to apps that will link to your local weather and alert you to turn the bins on and off? Um, yeah, I don't know about that. You'd have to talk to uh, maybe some of the bin companies out there or something. I, I'm not sure that there is necessarily. When we have automatic bin fan controls, then we have sensors right there. And quite frankly... I don't think I'd trust your local weather. I really don't. And that's why they have the sensors right there. Because I just think about this year, for example. It, the rains have been so spotty. I mean, I just remember this summer, I, I wake up one morning and I get this report every day showing all our different fields and where we had rain. Well, one of our fields had three inches of rain. I'm like, what? It, and we never had a sprinkle here. And that field's 10 miles away. So anyway... The the humidity, rainfall, even temperature can vary. So if it's me, I'm going to try to have something. I'm going to get my own little weather station on my farm, and then hopefully you can set that up somehow so you can uh, keep an eye on things and control your bin fans accordingly. All right. Otherwise, my best suggestion is just get automatic bin fan controls. It's going to save you a lot of work and hassle. I tried doing your method of, uh, and I, I'm sure you'll do a better, much better job than me, but I was terrible at it. And granted, I didn't get alerts, okay? And so I understand the idea that you'd want to get alerts, but it's a lot of work to uh, be looking at that constantly and turning things on and off. I didn't realize how many times the bin fan would go on and off when we set up the automatic controls. It, it is quite a bit. You got to be on it all the time. Next one here is from Zach down in Georgia. Oh, no, I'll take that back. Zach calling or uh, sending us an email about 
somebody who called in from Georgia. Zach is from Ohio. Anyway, <laughs> he says, I was listening to your show from last Friday, and, I, and a farmer from, I believe, Georgia was on and was asking about field drainage. He said he had, had some plugged tile and wasn't able to find out exactly where it was plugged. Well, on my farm... Uh, and my business here in Ohio, I use drones for this sort of thing. I map our fields to find tile lines after it rains and see if any are plugged as well. When we have plugged tile, if I go out after rain and can see tile lines, I'll be able to find exactly where one might be plugged. It'll go from soil that's drying to soil that's wet. Anyway, uh, he, said he attached some pictures here of what these maps might look like. He says the lighter areas are directly above tile lines in both of these pictures. But anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of neat, um, the, the pictures that he sent, because you can literally see exactly where the tile lines are and the patterns out in the fields and everything. So yeah, he just he did that with, uh, with a drone. So that's a really good way to go. Zach, thanks a lot for that. We appreciate that. Next one here is from Naeem, who says, which chemical products are good for sodic soil? Magnesium chloride or calcium chloride? And how much do I need? All right. (laughs) Sodic soil is not an easy problem to solve, unfortunately. Now, don't get me wrong. It can be relatively easy if you get started on it right away. But the trouble is, by the time we technically will call it a sodic soil, oh, it's in pretty bad shape already. And our sodium levels are really, really high. So here are the things we usually talk about with sodic soils. And I, and I realize this is a few steps, and this isn't... And let me just first say, to specifically answer your question, are we going to use any magnesium chloride? I doubt it. And are we going to use any calcium chloride? Well, it's possible. Calcium chloride's lime. All right, so here, here are our seven steps to fixing sodic soils. All right, first, run a soil test to see how high your sodium calcium and sulfur levels are. We already know the pH is going to be high because sodium raises soil pH roughly 4 to 1 compared to calcium. Okay, so we need to find out for sure how we're doing on sodium, calcium, and sulfur. Oh, and by the way, when I say run a soil test on these three nutrients, I really want you to run a complete soil test and fix all your nutrient levels, but specifically to how do we lower sodic levels, I have to know How are my sodium, calcium, and sulfur levels right now? So I need parts per million or pounds per acre, all right? That's key. That's number one. Number two, add drain tile so salts can flush out of your soil. We have to have good drainage, and the odds are extremely high. If you have a sodic soil, you do not have good drainage. You most likely have very poor drainage. Get some drain tile in there, and then we can flush those salts out of the ground. Now, there's a con- little confusion here because a lot of people will will assume that sodium is salt. Sodium is not salt. Sodium is a cation, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to bind to your soil. A salt is not. A salt is leachable, okay? So we're, what we're trying to do, and one of the goals here, is we want to turn that sodium into a salt. Then we can flush it out of the ground. So point number three here is... If your soil already has high sulfur levels, like let's say over 500 parts per million, for example, that'd be 1,000 pounds per acre, drainage alone might solve your problem because what's going to happen is that sulfur in the sulfate form is going to bind to sodium to form sodium sulfate. That's a salt. Sodium sulfate's a salt, and that can leach out of your soil. So that'd be great. So maybe that's the total solution. 
I'm for sure fixing that drainage, and then I'm going to find out. All right, next thing, number four. If your soil has low sulfur, free lime, and high calcium, okay, so low sulfur and lots of calcium out there, and, and some of it's probably in that free lime form, uh, then, and by high calcium, what we're talking about here is over 75% base saturation calcium. We would probably recommend using elemental sulfur so you don't drive the calcium any higher. Elemental sulfur. So this is only, though, if you have low sulfur in that field. And I believe me, I know elemental sulfur is not cheap, okay? So this may not be super economical for you, which is also why we don't want to get in this situation in the first place. When we start seeing sodium levels even at 1.5%, 2% in your soil, that's the time to get it. Not when it becomes a sodic soil at... I don't remember the exact percentage, but 10, 15, 20% sodium. I, I mean, it's so far gone. It's, it's going to take you years to fix the problem. But anyway, we would say elemental sulfur, if you've got low sulfur and lots of calcium out there, after the sulfur converts to sulfuric acid, it's going to react with the lime to form gypsum. Then the gypsum will dissolve in water. The sodium will bind to the sulfate to form a leachable salt. And then calcium will be left behind in your soil. And we can also flush some of that free lime out of your soil too. But when I see free lime, I see lots of sulfur out there. I see lots of sodium. The odds are very high. Your number one problem is drainage. Fix that first. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, Neil Kinsey says it takes one pound of sulfur to drive out one pound of sodium. So in other words, if you've got, um, you know, several hundred pounds of sodium, you're going to need several hundred pounds of sulfur. Okay. And then if you're, so number, here's number five, if your soil has low sulfur and lower calcium. So in other words, calcium less than 75%, we'd probably recommend adding gypsum. A lot of people talk about using gypsum. So that's calcium sulfate. A lot of people talk about that as the fix for soda, for sodic soils. And it's like, whoa, 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 it might be the fix. We need the soil test first to see. All right, that's number five. Number six, you can incorporate high carbon residue, something like straw or corn, straw, corn stalks in sodic areas to help with drainage and to speed this whole process along. And then number seven, and finally, as quickly as possible, try to get something growing out there. It might be barley. I had a guy the other day told me he had he was able to raise some alfalfa in his sodic area. I'm like, okay, well, uh, you were lucky with the alfalfa, but alfalfa does like higher pH ground, so I get it. I could see that that certainly would be possible. All right, last one here is from Travis. He says, I am located in Oklahoma, and I was wondering what you think about this. A little background, I spread 45 pounds of actual urea, worked it in two weeks before I took a sample. I'm going to run 50 pounds of product through the drill when planting. I use a, a blend here. It's like MAP with sulfur, zinc, boron. Anyway, uh, I, after I s spread this uh urea i soil sample two weeks later do you think that i had it work good enough so i picked up the urea in the sample um yeah it's certainly possible but let's keep in mind nitrogen can get tied up in residue too so i don't know i i mean yeah it, it you should have been able to pick it up but again you might have tie up and that tie up might only be short term so the nitrogen could be available uh going into this next season well, thanks for listening today, and be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.